0: Welcome everybody to the next episode of the Pioneer Podcast presented by Centura Health. And we're thrilled to be joined this episode by Lindsay Cool, head coach of our women's golf program. Hey, Lindsay, how you doing?
1: Hi, Carlton. Great. Thank you for Good.
0: having me. Well, thanks for being with us. Uh, we'll start real quick. I just want to give a brief summary. Uh, you've accomplished so much since you've been here at DU. multiple conference championships, multiple NCAA tournament appearances, all conference performers. You've been coach of the year many times. Uh, what's, re- what, what, is responsible for that how have you been able to have so much success here as the head coach
1: you know that's a good question um i think it's really due to the fact of the great people around me um i think i i'm extremely competitive um i like to think i'm a high achiever i get things done um but when you get the right type of ladies on the team and in your staff and the people you see every day that push you, that challenge you, um, you know, that make you great. Um, I think the, the sky's the limit and I've been really fortunate to be here for 15 years um, and it is home to me. I absolutely love it. I believe everything that DU is about and it's just a really easy, easy place for me to sell because I believe it so much and I love everything that DU is about.
0: When you were growing up, what drew you to golf?
1: Well, at first I did not like golf, um, I rather, I got started when I was like six or seven years old and I would rather go play with my friends, um, play house, play dolls, um, but I had an older brother who actually played golf at the University of Denver, he was on the, the first team that we had in 1998 that went Division I, um, so I would say it was because of him and because of, of my dad would, they would bring me out to Pinehurst Country Club here in Denver is where we grew up playing and I could ride in the cart, and I could get a candy bar or a snack at the the snack shop, and that's that competitive drive. You know, I wanted attention. I wanted to beat my brother, and um, all of a sudden, I became good, and I was winning tournaments, and and then I started to like golf even more. Um, That competitiveness, I just, I I like to win.
0: And you went on to be a a competitive player as a junior, and then played played at Tulane, a division I, one golfer at Tulane. What was your experience like as a student athlete at Tulane?
1: Yeah, you know, that's the reason I coach. Um, I had a, a wonderful coach who had been at Tulane, cared uh, very deeply about the academics. Um, and that's what is so similar to Tulane and DU is the, the small private school and the importance that we place on academics and getting a great degree. Um, She cared about that, and she cared about me as a person. We would go out and play nine holes every Sunday afternoon. She helped me get through some slumps that I had, and she was just a person I could really rely on. Um, So my senior year, uh, I knew I wanted a coach, and it was uh, largely in part to, to do with her and how she coached me
0: and so she was a big influence. What other influences have you had in the game of golf or outside of the game of golf that have kind of helped your coaching, helped shape your coaching philosophy?
1: Yeah, um, that's a great question as well. I come from, my family comes from a bunch of teachers. My mom was a teacher, her mom was a teacher, her aunt and uncle, and I think I just had that in my blood. Um, So I love to help my teammates. I love to see players improve. I had like I said, a great coach in Sue Bauer at Tulane. I had a great instructor, Mike McGettrick, growing up here in Denver. And then I had a fantastic mentor uh, while I was an assistant coach here at DU, Sammy Chergo, who started the program when we went to Vision One in 98. And I would say those three people, as well as my older brother, John, who really helped uh, shape who I am today and, and become the coach and the teacher that I think is, like I said, in my blood and that I've always wanted to be
0: So I've got to ask you about John real quick. Who wins now in the year 2020 when you two go play nine holes?
1: Well, he was out here for a month during this um, quarantine. So we played the part three course a lot. We played Columbine once and he beat me fair and square, not even close. Um, He plays a little bit more than I do these days. So,
0: (laughs) Gotcha. Uh, So so one of the great um, things about DU and and our athletic department is our golf club. And can you uh, just talk a little bit about the the incredible generosity of the Moore family and what that facility means to our golf program?
1: Yes. Um, So we were donated that golf course. It was a $5.3 million donation back in 2011. And um, at the time, DU matched it. Um, So that was a huge donation for not only our program, our athletic department, but to have a home golf course where we can host a tournament every fall and get some of the best teams in the country to come play, a place where our players can go and play and practice any day of the week, any time, and have the back of the range and have that privacy to really grind and work on your game is incredible. Not many schools say can say they have a golf course, University of whatever golf course, um, 15 minutes away from campus. Um, so the Ron Moore family and he, they just really helped our program make the next jump, the next step to be competitive and be a consistent top twenty-five, fifty program. Um, and it's it's due to the fact of that golf course and we can play and practice there anytime we want.
0: Unfortunately, our twenty twenty season was cut short. But until it was cut short, we're having an incredible year, potentially the best year in the program's history. Uh, with certainly uh, potentially one of the best players in the program's history. Uh, just a snapshot into what this year was like uh, be- before the shutdown?
1: You know, it was, it's obviously very disappointing that we, we couldn't finish because I think we were continuing to improve each tournament, and that's always been our goal. Um, we were peaking at the right time. We had just finished our, our final round at, at Arizona Wildcat in Tucson and shot the best round of the entire tournament, of the entire field by nine shots, I think, and shot eight under par. So we were playing great golf and we were coming together as a team. And I think that's the biggest thing. And the biggest change that I've seen since I've been here seven years as a head coach is how close this team truly was. Um, I think we finished 44th this season um, in golf stat and that's the best ranked finish that we've had in a season in eight years. Um, but to have two, two players, Mary Weinstein and freshman Anna Zanuso from Venice, Italy, um, those two were our superstars. Um, Mary's entire career here, the three years that she was here and Anna being a freshman and setting all the records that she did, um, it was because of those two leaders and the team coming together. But I'm confident that we would have had a good shot to qualify for the national championship this year if we had one.
0: And, and that's a great example. So golf, I believe, is definitely a game that, that brings the world together. And, and you just highlighted uh, Mary Weinstein from right here in Highlands Ranch, Colorado, and Anna from all the way in Italy uh, were the two uh, best players on this year's team. Um, with, with Anna, um, talk about that recruiting process. Like, how do you find Anna Zanuso in Venice, Italy, and she comes to DU, shoots 61, ties the all-time Brown in the NCAA this year as a freshman, qualifies for the Augusta National Women's Amateur Tournament. Uh, Talk a little bit about that process.
1: You know, we got her in the winter before she signed, so back in 2017, and I just knew she was going to be special. Um, We recruit a lot on potential here within our program. Um, We might not get the best players that are top 50 in the world. Um, You know, it's tough when you compete against ASU, Arizona, and Duke, but we're going to get the ones that are pretty good and have the potential to be great. And that is exactly what happened to Anna. She was ranked maybe top 500 in the world um, when she committed. She visited us in Iowa and was also talking to the University of Arizona. But the relationship that my assistant and I had with her and I could just tell she's competitive, confident, and coachable, and I knew she was going to work hard and have great success. Um, I didn't think it'd be this soon and this early in her career here at DU, but um, it just proves what the type of person she is and the type of player. Um, So she committed, and she really loved Denver, and that's one thing why we've had such great success with our international players is they come over here because they really value a great education and they wanna come halfway across the world to experience great things in a big city. Um, Every professional sporting team goes skiing. We've had a lot of um, Norwegians and Austrians and German players come and play for us and they go skiing in the winter. Um, But that's one thing Anna Zanuso really liked. She loved the big city. She loved the high academics. And um, we had a really great re- relationship with her and coaching staff, and she's been so happy to be here, and so grateful and thankful. And um, we couldn't have asked for anything better in our fr- in our freshmen from Italy.
0: You've mentioned a couple of times not only your experience at Tulane, but you just mentioned here the academic. Uh, quality that DU offers and that our student athletes perform at an incredibly high level. Why is that so important to your program? Your program is one of the very best here at DU as far as academic performance.
1: You know, it's just the type of players that I look for. Um, I care deeply about academics and having a a degree um, in case the the professional golf doesn't work out. I think we've only had maybe 16% of our players that come through the program turn pro. Um, so they they want a really great degree and they want a competitive golf team Um, but i just i really value the small school 22 students in each class the the fact that you can really get to know your professors and your classmates and i sell that in the recruiting process and um, these players that come in are bought in and they want the same thing Um, they they're high achievers they work hard high in responsibility and self-discipline and and they know that we have high standards and expectations here, and they're willing to put in the work to continue this great culture that we've built.
0: Well, congratulations on that. It's obviously working, and, and your team is performing at an incredible level. So, so golf's interesting. Golf's an individual sport. Growing up playing individually mainly, when you turn professional, it's certainly an individual sport. But in college, it's a team sport. So, so how do you build that team dynamic when you're not passing the ball or running plays or necessarily counting on each other for your own performance how do you how do you build team in an individual sport environment
1: yeah I think it, it is difficult you know you compare it to football and basketball and volleyball um, you just have to really have players that are bought in um, bought into what you're selling and understand that we are going to be great teammates um, we don't have to be best friends but we're here to help each other grow and learn and this year, I truly believe this is the most connected team that I've had um, in the 15 years that I've been coaching here at DU. And it's because of the type of people that we brought into the program this year. Um, They all care deeply about their team and their teammates. Um, So this year we implemented a program with John Gordon on doing some leadership training within our team on certain topics. Um, One word, we read the energy bus, the power of a positive team. And um, this winter we had 11 players on the team. Every other week we had a player pick a topic and present on that topic. And it really allowed our players to be vulnerable with each other and to trust one another and to to care um, about each other. And I think if you have that relationship with your teammates, you're going to fight hard for them on the golf course um, with your game. You're not going to give up. You're going to know that Um, whatever you do on the golf course um, impacts your team and you want the best for your team. And I saw that this year. And that's why we were accomplishing some great things this spring season is because they really came together as a team.
0: You mentioned the word connection and and I think golf, golf is a game that keeps people connected sometimes for Mm -hmm. life, you know, it's a lifetime game. Um, Certainly um, it's an incredible game in, in our society. I love to play Um, What is it about golf that keeps people involved?
1: You know, I think it's that one shot. I always say that one shot that keeps people coming back. Um, It's the challenge. It's the relationships you can form um, on the golf course, the people you meet. Um, It's a relaxing and calming environment. Um, But the fact that you can hit that one shot, the best shot of your life, um, keeps people coming back. Um, But the reason I continue to play is I just love the challenge. Um, I don't get to practice very much and play very much, which I'm hoping to do this summer so I can come back and compete with the ladies. But um, I just love not being great at something and having to work to perfect the game of golf. You know, if it's your putting's off one day or driving's off one day, very rarely do you have all parts of your game on. And I think that's what everybody loves about the challenge of golf is it's hard to be great at it and you can always find a way to get better.
0: And building on that what what leadership lessons come out of golf what can we all learn from this incredibly challenging game what how does it help us get better outside of the game
1: yeah and that's something that we talk a lot about on the team and the mental skills that we're trying to teach our players is how to stay confident um what do you say to yourself your self-talk your body language when times are tough Um, Which it will happen a lot in the game of golf. Um, But what are you doing to rebound from a challenging day or an off day. How are you treating yourself. What's your work ethic like Um, Are you planned and prepared for the practice or the competition that you have every day. It teaches you life lessons that you can carry on as a mother um, in a family in your career um, that you might not learn in other sports.
0: So before we take a look into the, the future of the, of the golf program, I do want to talk about uh, Mary Weinstein. Mary is, uh, was an incredible uh, player here, an incredible student, an incredible on the academic side from Highlands Ranch, really made inc- dramatic improvements from her time as a junior golfer to where she is today. Talk about Mary's progression.
1: Yeah, Mary's incredible. Um, that's the one word I use to describe her all the time. Um, we were fortunate to get her to transfer here from Regis University here in Denver. Um, she played in the National Championship Division two, was an All-American. Um, she really proved herself in junior golf here and then that first year at Regis. So um, my assistant coach and I, we, when we heard that she was available, we, we jumped on it. We knew Mary could be successful here. And this is the exact type of place that she wants to. She really cared about the high level academics, wanted a private school, went to a private high school, wanted to be close to home with her swing teacher and her family and wanted to be really competitive at golf. And she was all of those things, the three years she played here for us. 3.98 GPA in finance. Um, Many times did she earn a perfect 4.0, but she set the career stroke average uh, record for our program in those three years. She beat it by, I think, 0.56. Um, she was just over 73. But she beat this, um, this player, Stephanie Sherlock, who was a three-time All-American by 0.56 strokes. And it was just incredible in the three years and what she's done shooting 64 at Red Sky in her second year here. Um, she's just a great leader. Uh, and she cares so much about the success of the program and DU. And I think when you have that as your senior captain leader that sets the bar pretty high. And um, our our underclassmen know they've got to work hard to keep up with Mary Weinstein.
0: (laughs) And you certainly have to have a a high level of talent to achieve what she's achieved, but you have to have a lot more than that. Uh, It has to be more than talent. Uh, What is... What is what are a couple of her attributes? Work ethic, you mentioned. uh, You know, I've I just my witness. I think attention to detail with Mary. What are some things that have helped her take her talent to an even higher level?
1: Absolutely, I would say the attention to detail with her full swing, Um, the amount of lessons that she had with her swing teacher, and how she perfected her backswing and her her. Plane of her golf scene was perfect every time. So she would rehearse that. She knew exactly how hard she had to work. Um, She's very independent and self-driven. So she knows exactly what she needs to do to prepare to feel confident. And I think she did exactly that. Um, She was one of those players that preferred to just practice on her own, play on her own. You tell her what she needs to do, she's going to go do it and spend as much time as she thinks she needs to to be prepared. Um, But one of the most quiet, confident, player I've ever coached um, she's very humble um, but just extremely confident in her ability because she paid such close attention to detail and worked really hard to achieve what she did
0: when I watch Mary play golf I think Ben Hogan right mm-hmm. I think about that on plane swing yeah her demeanor you know the work ethic I mean she's all in
1: yep she is um, we were lucky to get her for three years that's for sure
0: so let's look, let's take a look forward. Um, what's your vision for the program? Um, what would you tell someone uh, that wants to come play golf at the University of Denver?
1: You know, I, I, there's so many things I could sell and say. Um, I truly believe in the University of Denver and everything about it I love. So like I said, it's very easy to sell, but we are going to do some great things here in the next couple years. With the freshman class that we had come in this year, Um, They are from three different countries, but all on their national teams and work extremely Mm -hmm. hard. They have high standards, high expectations. And a couple things that I sell in the recruiting process is when you come to DU, you know, your priorities have to be golf and school and um, they're equal, you know, not one above the other. We care deeply about both. And you get people on the team that are bought into that. Um, high achievers, high in responsibility, and then the three C's that we talk about on our program, coachable, confident, and competitive, I think the sky's the limit. And with being in a big city, the weather we have, the schedule, the resources, the facilities, um, I would expect uh, to get the best golfers that we possibly can in the world, not only in the country, but in the world um, because of the reputation that we're building here with the women's golf program.
0: Lindsay, that's a great way for us to end. I, I know I can't wait to get back on the golf course with the team and watch them compete and, and play. And we're so grateful you're here, here with us at the University of Denver. Congratulations on your success to date. And uh, we're right there with you looking forward to the future. Thanks, Lindsay. Thank you so much.